Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Oh man, here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying coworker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort, slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. Hawkfanatic.com brought to you by Patrick Eads and his great staff at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln on Mormon Trek. Steve Anderson. Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Valbo Brothers Pizza. Good stuff. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars. GT Car and his crew at Suple's Siding and Remodeling. Suple's Flowers, home of 1-800-800-ROWS. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. Premier Automotive in North Liberty. The Oxyoke Inn and the Amanas. Players Sports Bar and Grill, downtown Iowa City, Henry's Painting, and Dr. Lance Forbes, Dentist to the Stars, uh, Diamond Dental in Cedar Rapids. Pat Hardy from HawkFanatic.com is here with uh, with uh, Mr. Suter on uh, what I got my first radio job on this day, started on the 4th. In Geneseo? Geneseo at your daytime friend that was 58 years ago. And it is now dark? I have yet gone. They tore it down. (laughs) (laughs) Did they really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was right behind the bowling alley. (laughs) So you got out just in time. (laughs) Well, they they tore it down years after that, but... (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. did you ever dream that 58 years later you'd still be doing the same thing only in your own place? Uh, no. Was that your goal at the time? Yeah. All yeah, right. it's every cool. dumb disc jockey's goal. I just happened to be the dumb disc jockey lucky enough to do it. But I mean... Well, there you go. Yeah. So. Hello. Hello. Hola. I'd like to know, where did they pick these people that picked the baseball you got nine guys uh, you pick nine sec teams nine acc teams four uh pack 12 and in uh, or five five pack 12 and in uh big 12 and then you only pick two big 10 is that trying to tell the 10 that they're not in big 10 that they're not any good well, well sort of sort of yeah 
<laughs> that's what we. Yeah, that's, I we've written about. I've written about that a couple times. Yeah. But yeah, that's the message to the Big Ten that you're a mid-major. Rutgers should have got in. I mean, they have Hell yes. a lot more wins than a lot of the teams that they picked. Well, didn't they have forty wins? Forty-five. They that, had forty-four. Forty. Yeah, that forty. They were the one of the first four out. I mean, Iowa wasn't even in the first four out, so I don't know how close they were. But no, Iowa probably wasn't. Uh, Picked and I would have had to win it to get in there. I mean, they put a lot of emphasis on RPI, and I get it. But the problem with RPI, and like Rick says, RPI doesn't look at each team individually in the circumstances. But it's to the point now where you, if you're in the Big Ten, you got to either win it or dominate to get into the NCAA tournament, and that's just the way it yeah. is. Well, and then two of the Big Twelve, t- Big Twelve teams will be SEC teams. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I thought, geez. Feel bad for Rick. I feel even worse for the Rutgers. I mean, although Iowa did beat Rutgers in head-to-head, two to two out of three. Yeah, but see, I mean, Rutgers Rutgers got screwed. Rutgers had got screwed because they had a higher but RPI. They really royally got screwed. They had more wins than Iowa. They had a better record and what have you. So yeah, it was definitely a message to the Big Ten. You got one at-large bid. Michigan took Rutgers. Big Ten was not going to get more than two, regardless how it happened. Yeah. If Rutgers won, then they would have gone, and Michigan wouldn't have. Michigan wouldn't have gone, no. Michigan had to win to make it. Yeah, they had to win to make it. I thought Rutgers and Maryland were at least in. Yeah, and as it turns but, out, yeah. Iowa had to win to make it. I know I wrote something, you know, the typical Iowa media, we might write there, leading the glass half full charge, thinking that maybe they had a chance without having to win it, but it doesn't look like that was the case. No, that kind of makes it, but you kind of wonder where are these people from? Are they from the? Well, South? the head of it was the AD at Army, so I, you know, take that for what it's worth. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't, I think well, there's. And then when you saw who's hosting it, there's very few North teams. Maryland's one of the few. Well, that's all based on. That's all based on. Right down south. That's all based on where you're. I mean, you got to be in the top sixteen. It's the top sixteen teams that they. The committee, there's the ones who oh, host. Yeah, and true. more times than not, those there's are warm weather schools. South, yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. And how did Maryland manage to make it in there? So they had well, a they hell of a team. Regular, well, they're, they have a... They won the regular <laughs> Big Ten. I was just... They have a, they had a number three RPI ranking. They were ranked eighth, and they are, they won the Big Ten and were 18-5 and five and won 43 or 44 games. They were ranked way yeah. ahead of Rutgers and... And just had better wins than Rutgers in Iowa, and more of them. I mean, yeah, Maryland yeah. was number three in the RPI going into the Big Ten tournament. I mean, they were in. They, they didn't. They, they didn't have to do anything in the Big Ten tournament to get in. Well, and then I noticed in the softball, a lot of Big Ten teams got in. Yeah, well, I, okay. only Northwestern made it through. I, I saw uh, the North- had quite a few Big Ten teams in. With former City High star Ayanna Lindsay playing for Northwestern, no. yes. yeah. She had a home run in a game recently, I was told. So, um, yeah. Oh, well, maybe one of these times. Maybe one of these times. <laughs> okay, you guys have a good All right, day. Karen. Thanks, Karen. Bye. So, Chris Murray has to announce today. Well, yeah, it's going to happen today. When, you know, that's, but yeah, it'll happen today. I've already said how I think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I saw Cakert had some guy who's part of the Iowa NIL collective on his podcast saying that their big announcement's going to be coming up soon and it sounds like i haven't listened to the podcast but from i listened to the first it sounds like a lot of what 
Gary. Exactly. It's, and that's their, that's fine. I'm just not. Exactly. Are you convinced it's going to work? It'll work for what they want it to work. I mean, we're never going to have $2 million to pay to a recruit, and that's not what they want to do. And I don't think in most cases a, a recruit with those type of le- with that type of leverage to demand is not going to be. He wouldn't come here anyway. Come here anyway. So, yeah, I, I think my only concern is that the, the collective, you don't want it to look like it's too tied into Iowa because – it's going to be easy to say that Iowa's calling the shots on something that it's not supposed to have anything to do with. But somehow I think at some point as they move forward, they're going to have to say, listen, for the NIL to work, the universities are going to have to be able to have a this, this Yes. I don't know how to describe it. The semantics, we're told that it's completely separate, but it's really not. Well, it can't be. It's not, though. And, but that's what they're saying. Like, when I, I – when I've and sports information has been very clear about it. When um, – like if I wanted to have Spencer Peters on, which we're going to do here in a couple of weeks, you're probably going to be gone during the time. Although I may wait. When are you back? 22nd. He doesn't even get back from his little break until like June 7th. I'll pro- you need to be here. Oh, for, I would love to be. For that. So I'll wait. I, I don't want to bombard him right when he gets back. He said he was going to be gone for like two or three weeks right after the semester ended. So, but it's 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 going to be interesting. But it's basically Gary let the cat out of the bag and this guy. So he, did. he basically... His his handle is at tx underscore hawk, and he is a former Hawkeye golfer. And he a is, lot of it's going to be tied to charity. Yes, exactly. And the children's hospital, and that yes. I get that's good. And you know the the students to earn their nil money are going to have to sign at signing sessions and other things like that. To, to earn their money, they're not just going to be handing out checks. They're going to have to have some sort of presence in the community, and, and that money will go to the like the hospital or other charities. And then they'll get a cut. And then th- I think somebody pays them to do it, and then the money raised goes to the hospital or whoever. And I think I, I've just never thought nil was going to have that big of a factor with Iowa. I just never thought it was going to be that big of a factor, and I still don't. It may cost them a few recruits. Uh, the, the Caden Proctor situation is interesting just because of who he is. Well, it'll be int- I mean, they're, but they're going to be able to spell out to him, look, Caden, you know, we're not going to hand you a million dollars, but you're going to be able to make a ton of money at autograph sessions and I get camps. that, but you do realize he can do that at any. Oh, of course. What are they going to do that makes it unique to Iowa that's saying to this kid, well, yeah, I know that every college in the country wants me, and this five-star or this elite program where I know I'm going to be in the playoff too, and they're offering me this, how does we're Iowa We're not going to get those guys. Well, I don't believe. But I still haven't ruled out them getting Caden Proctor. I don't know how much no. NIL is a factor with him. I haven't. But that's the kind of example of the kind of recruit I think it could impact down the road. Well, I think we have a better chance at Caden Proctor than almost any other guy rated that high because of where he's from. Well, and Wampa's on the Wampa's team. here. And you notice Wampa, NIL was not even, uh-uh. it didn't ever really came up. So maybe it's not that. I just don't think it's going to be that big of a deal at Iowa. I think it's going to be a way to make the football program look better, raise money for good causes and give the athletes a chance to use their brand 
to reach out to the community and make money that way, and, exactly. and that's fine. I think it's. Great. I just don't think it's going to. But I don't. I don't think it's going to give Iowa any super leverage or anything. It isn't, but it's it's very consistent with the way that we like to. Some won't if they start with, losing recruits though. Some won't like it, and some you watch. No, for, for some sure. Some will use that against them if they start if they start losing recruits. But I'm just trying to think back over the years, the kind of recruits Iowa gets in both sports to where. They're going to be holding the program hostage over NIL. I just don't see it happening. They I, just I don't, don't either. They just don't recruit those types of. And if when they do, they offer them really early in the process, but that never gets far enough it, along it, to no. where they're going to be having to try. Those out. guys who want the huge paydays not gonna, are not going to come here. So that's why I don't think NIL is going to be that big of a deal. And um, you know, the win, graduate, and do it right. The yes. Iowa. This whole NIL thing is playing into this Absolutely. image of we're holier, and that's fine. I mean, Captain, I, part of me is a little, but that's the way Kirk wants to do it, and I get it. it. I get and that's it. the way Fran wants to do it, and Lisa wants to okay, do it. Okay, but <laughs> and probably uh, and Rick. Yeah, they all want to do it that way because it makes the university look good. That's and what and I'm it saying. And that's fine. What yes. the kid wants. Yeah. Maybe the kid wants. Listen, we had a lot of athletes that did give money. A lot of money, uh, you know, with fundraisers and and crap to to the university. I mean, look what Tory Taylor did on his own. Just, yeah. yeah, and he didn't get a penny of that because he's not from the United States. They ever, yeah. I I I see that. I mean, I get it. I get the, but I do think a lot of this is let's take advantage of this, and this can really be used to help our image, make us look great, yeah. and it's and the kids will do what we say. Yeah, and it's not. And in it's return, not, they get an education paid for, and yeah. they get a, a chunk of money okay. from. And you know that's a bunch. Tom, that's now, just Tom, a bunch you're, of, you're back in the '80s a little yeah. bit here. I'm, I'm, but I'm saying you're, that's part of the deal, and they're now going to be getting checks for signing autographs and blah 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 blah. So it's a a little something extra. Maybe a lot of something extra for people like Caitlin Clark. I imagine Caden uh, Proctor would do well. I imagine uh, even Spencer Petrus would do well. Yeah, I mean, I, it'll be more for your high-profile guys, I think, don't you? But I, I don't know how the grade point... And maybe I'm wrong. I don't think... And we'll ask him when he's on. I don't think there's a huge demand for Spencer Petrus's appearance and signatures and stuff right now. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't think he... I mean, I'm sure there would be... Uh, I think sometimes we blow NIL up a little more than what it really is. I mean, you put Spencer Petras out at the Coral Ridge Mall, you think he's going to make thousands of dollars signing autographs? Yeah. See, I don't. I I, I don't. I, I could be wrong, but I just don't. I don't know. It just, to me, it's um, turning NIL over. It should be coming to the kid. It should be up to the kid. You know, and I understand... I understand, you know, well, the kid's getting an education. No, I, he's get, they're getting more than that. A company or a corporation is giving them money, say, let's use the figure $10,000 to sign autographs for three hours at an event, okay? All of the money raised from the autographs goes to the children's hospital or whatever. They're being paid by whoever yeah. Okay, but what if the an, NIL? What if another school says, "Hey, that's great, but here we'll just give you the money, and if you want to give it to the charity, that's great." And, we'll and that will happen. And see, that's my concern: is that that could be? It's it's just going. Yeah, I agree with you, Tom. And I'm not saying that that's a wrong way to do it. Nor am I. But I am so sick 
of you know this narrative of the kids getting an education that is true mm -hmm. but that kid's working his ass off that is a full-time yes, job on that's that right. team that's right that's a full-time job and is the education that he's getting going to uh be as much compensation as if he had a full-time job. Well, and that narrative also worked back in the day when Jerry Burns was mowing his yard two doors <laughs> down from where you live. Yeah. When yeah. the coaching salaries were more in tune to what Ooh, real teachers made. Now yeah. things or are just made. so far gone. Be I mean, Kirk's making, and I'm not knocking it. It's fine. He's not even the high. Kirk's making seven point five million a year to coach Iowa and football, and he's in the, the middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, Mill Tucker's making nine point five. Things are see. That's I'm, they're out of whack. I, it, it, my only concern is it just looks like Iowa's using this as a way to to strengthen its image, which is fine, but then let's get rid of this rule that says the university and IL are supposed to be separate because they're not. No, you're right. They're, they're not separate. The university, at least right. at Iowa, you can tell that they're controlling the narrative. And Barta basically – so basically this guy was echoing what Gary Barta said. I'm still – and – Barta didn't have to say that stuff. He wanted to. Are you surprised that Barta said it before? Like, I'm really not. I think that was their way of saying, listen, you notice nobody with NIL and what Tom had this guy on today, I think it was, or yesterday. I'm not sure. Um, but that's almost three weeks after Barta. I think it's not a coincidence that Barta was the first one to say stuff. Well, and it what, shows what who's this, in control. What this guy said was as soon as he stepped in and started working on NIL, he said, Everyone else just backed off and said, go for it. Well, I, yeah, I know some other names that were involved early, and there are things, things like business conflicts of interest. Uh, yes. People who have to raise money in their real job didn't want to have to go to the same people to try to raise money. That's a conflict of interest. And when, there was a lot of that. So, uh -huh. yeah, they're going to announce something. And like I'm with you, though, and I think all of us agree. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal at all. No, I don't, no. Oh, man, we lost that five-star to no. Kentucky because they outbid us by a million. No. You know, that's it. It's no, gonna, it wasn't going to happen it's anyway. It's going to be a feel-good thing and charities. And, and I just – and I wasn't arguing with you the point, Tom. I'm mm -hmm. just saying that, uh, you know, a lot of people just go, well, they're good in an education. There – listen, it brings in, at least to this community – at least a hundred million for those seven games, and they are working their ass off. These guys. This is not, you know, mm -hmm. your dumb jock no, uh, not scenario. At all. These guys. No. These guys go to work and they work year round now. Hello. Hey, morning, guys. Um, Pat, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. About um, a month and a half ago, I want to say. Brad Underwood was on a nationwide radio call-in show mm -hmm. being interviewed, and he talked about NIL, and he said something interesting. He said, if I'm going after a kid, and the first question out of his mouth when I'm on the phone with him has anything to do with NIL, the first question, I'm hanging up the phone on him. And I thought, wow. No, I mean that to me, that's an old school approach. It Pat, is. Uh -huh. I mean, I, I wanted to, to to find out from you. Do you feel that coaches' hands, some coaches' hands, are tied by NIL in regards to the kind of kids they want? I, I think you could say that, but I think in Iowa's case, it just works out. It's it, 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 it just works out that the kind of players Iowa want 
once and usually gets, like we've said, I don't think there's going to be a real NIL confusion or distraction or impact, whereas Illinois recruits a little different. They've got, I'm still not convinced if, let's say, Illinois, the, the best player in the country, some five-star from Chicago, and he wants NIL, my guess is Brad Underwood's still not going to ignore that kid. You see, it's, it's easy to say that. And I get what he's saying, and I think that's part of – I think Kirk and Fran are the same way. I don't think they'd ever make that type of statement. But I don't think Kirk and Fran are ever going to let NIL dictate their rosters. It's just not going to happen. Did you see where that kid from Baylor is coming to Illinois? I did see that. So what's the kid his name, with Mike the, Meyer? Mike Meyer with, the, with the – he's got the mullet. Yeah. But, no, that – Brad Underwood, Brad's a little different. He's a very emotional coach. He's in his late 50s. So, yeah, you can say he's old-fashioned. But I think you can say that, but – I think they'll still be making exceptions if they think they have a chance and NIL is a factor. To me, Illinois is going to have to play the NIL game more than Iowa does. Well, there is no way they got that kid from Baylor without getting some cash to him. I, I would agree no with that, but I don't think it's anything major. I mean, I, I don't I nothing mean, like Nigel Pack was getting from. Oh, that was just what, Miami. I don't. I, I didn't, he got four hundred thousand. I don't get it. I mean, for two years, yeah. I don't get that. I, I, just, I don't either. I just don't get that. But I don't think Iowa will ever do things that way. No. And I don't think Kirk would ever want that to be the way they do things. Right or wrong, that's what I'm saying. So, so yeah, that does not surprise me that someone like Brad Underwood would say that, and that's just what we're in now. That's the battle that's going on. Yeah, and it's... Uh, She's still on? No. Remember, Monica Susano. Monica Sinano at 9.30. Supposed to be calling in at 9.30. Matt White will set it up, and I know that he's got the studio number So because I didn't exchange the number with Matt this time. And my only worry is I haven't spoken to Matt for like three or four days, but... It always, whenever Matt says something, it always comes true. And if I don't, if she doesn't call in at nine thirty, I will text him. But I'll, you know, and you, life will go on. And you can, but like I said, when Matt sets things up, and you can, I'll let you kind of. You're a big Monica. Oh, I, I love. Is it how do you Sanano? Sanano, the Sinano. Z. Sanano, the Z is obviously silent. And um, but yeah, we'll have her on and. It'll be interesting. I, I we've never had her on, right? Somebody said I don't they, think so. Somebody said they thought we had her on once. We'll I have to ask. Believe. If if we did, I, I don't believe I was here. I mean, there we did so many interviews in 2020. Yes, and, we did. And but I don't recall it. But maybe we did. I don't recall yesterday. So <laughs> it was a pretty good day, as I recall. Was, was it? Uh, by the way, we will uh, end this show today at 10:30. Good. Uh, Why? What's going on? Uh, well, we've got. Well, we usually Mondays. In. We're going to, uh, we have to redo replace the studio. Board. We have to. Well, we use other than Monday. Every show usually ends at ten thirty. Other than well, I guess not always. Well, theoretically, yeah, there, theoretically. Except for for some reason, we go longer on Monday because there's no Lang, right? That's there's right. no Hey Lang. Yeah, there's, there's no it's Where's Lang? Yeah. Monday's Where's Lang? <laughs> WTF Lang? WTF is Lang? But yeah, um, when Iowa launch. Um, Gary pretty much said what Iowa was going to do with its narr- with its um, collective, and that's mm-hmm. that's fine. I, that's I, that's very typical Iowa, isn't it? Yes, and it's, I guess it's going to be called the Swarm, or is called the Swarm Collective, um, which is I think is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean you've got the Swarm with the football team yeah. and what have you, and I just don't think it's going to have a real big bearing on recruiting i just i they're going to keep getting the kind of players they get hopefully it will help with retention hopefully yeah, yeah, yeah and i don't but think it'll knows? have a, i don't think it'll have a big bearing on that if a guy's third string and he's pissed off he's not oh well i get to go sign autographs over it blah 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 that's it's just not going to matter and stuff like that 
You know, I still think you're going to have attrition for the normal reasons. I don't think NIL is going to be able to, because every school is going to have it. Where you know, I mean, it's just yeah. I don't think it's really going to give Iowa any leverage. I don't think it's going to hurt or help them, to be honest with you. And I think the coaches are still going to look for the kind of kids that they've always looked for. Well, yeah, because yeah, the and it comes down to also the kids they can get. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't. Iowa just I, there's this. Narrative out there that Iowa doesn't offer five-star guys and stuff. Well, of course we do. They do. They don't get them. But, yeah, but there is this narrative, well, you know, we don't offer those. No, they offer a lot of five-stars in both sports. They usually don't get them, and with most of them, they don't even make the – among the favorites. It's just kind of the story. But they do offer them. They, I mean, Kirk's offered a lot of five-star recruits over the years. And uh, Lisa getting Caitlin Clark is just uh, well, that's un- unbelievable – Oh, sure. It was location. I mean, if Caitlin Clark grew up in central Illinois, I doubt she'd be playing at Iowa. Agreed. But that's the luck of the draw. I mean, there's a lot of schools that benefit from geography and what have you, and Iowa did in this case, but they still had to beat out Iowa State. It was Iowa State, Notre Dame, and Iowa. Those were her three. And so, and Iowa State has a lot to offer. I mean, imagine her playing in that offense. Mm. But I would, just from the way, what I've heard of, I mean, Playing for Lisa and playing for Bill Finley is a little different. They have a little different approach, and, and both work, obviously. They're both hugely successful. Finley seems a little bit more combustible, a little more emotional and what have you. So, But both styles do work. And um, after we do this interview, assuming she calls, I did. I rank my top 14 Big Ten well, – I rank the Big Ten football coaches from first to worst – and um, we can go over those rankings. I had an, I, good. I had an interesting some t- Nebraska fan of all play um, accused me of being racist since I had Mill Tucker tenth. Mill Tucker did a great. He's been Why head, is that racist? Because he's black. He's been a head coach for three years. <laughs> Two of his three years, he's had a losing record. He was great last year, but you can't become a prisoner of the moment and let one eleven wins as great as it was. P.J. Flex had an 11 and a 9 win season at Minnesota. He also rebuilt Western Michigan. Jeff Brom was great at Western Kentucky. I mean, I, I had him ranked. I, I mean, basically, the, it was um, I went Pat Fitzgerald number one because I still say it's so much harder to win at Northwestern than any school. It's not even close from the academics to the poor stadium to the fan base that's basically distracted by Chicago. There's a, not a lot working for your advantage when you're the Northwestern head coach. And for him to win two conference titles – two division titles since 2018 and then i had ryan day second i had um who did I, jim harbaugh third i had kirk fourth paul chris fifth i had bielema sixth six through ten is where you could go either way james franklin seventh i had pj fleck eighth jeff brom ninth and then i had mill tucker tenth i had well i had scott frost 14th and mike loxley 13th <laughs> and the reason i put mike loxley ahead of him maryland made a bowl game last yeah. year maryland won yeah. seven games and Mike Loxley helped rebuild Illinois under Ron Zook when they went to the Rose Bowl. He was the recruiting guy. And, but I'm still not convinced. He, I could have easily put Loxley last. But I, this Nebraska fan was mad. I, I know he was mad. He says, I'm not mad. I don't find it weird where you ranked, where you ranked um, Loxley. Um, Scott Frost last. Yeah. I just can't believe you, um, you, you're ranking a Mill Tucker. Why are all you Iowa fans so racist? He was playing that narrative or whatever. Yeah, and geez. I just wrote back to him, dude, just read. Why don't you take the time to read my. 
I've I've got Iowa fans who have accused me of being a libtard race baiter, and then this yeah. guy's lumping me together. Libtard as, dildo. Yeah, as a as a as a racist Iowa fan. I just, yeah. I, but Mel Tucker just he needs more time. He's been a head coach I, I for three years. I agree with that. I think I might put PJ Fleck higher. Who would you put him above? Um, well, let's see. Who did you have just ahead of James him? Franklin and Bielema? I would uh, put him ahead of Bielema. See, I can't do that. Bielema won. Bielema's won 102 games and won three ti- division titles at Wisconsin. But he failed at Arkansas. Well, he went 29 and 30. He didn't fail. He didn't do great. But I mean, yeah, I thought. And about, he hasn't had much tenure at Illinois yet. To, but they still to, went five and seven well, in the year did. when people didn't did. think they were going to be that good. I thought about that, but Bielema's body of work just to me outdid. And, and fair enough, PJ. That's Mighty sixteen thirty KCJJ. Good morning. Hello. Is this Monica? Hello. Yeah, this is Monica. All right, Monica, joining us right now is. And you are uh, so excited, aren't you? Yes, Tom? I am. I'm jacked. Is <laughs> Hawkeye great, Monica Sinano? And the first thing I want to ask you, Monica, is uh, how great of a thing was it for you to be able to uh, uh, kind of uh, have Megan Gustafson as your mentor for your first year? Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think I would be the player nor person I am today without having Megan as that role model my freshman year she just not even in the basketball sense she just taught me so much about hard work and modeling what it takes to be not only good at basketball but a good student um, a good person kind of time management she did all of those things and modeled them so well so I think that was honestly one of the biggest things um, anybody could have done for me and she just did it with so much grace and humility that um, I'm all I'm forever in debt to her for that now, Monica, building off of that, um, Jan Jensen, I think they call oh, her. Yeah. They call her the post whisperer. I mean, her. Yeah. I mean, her ability to build post players. I mean, just how to, What is it? What What about her is so special? I know you could go on and on, but it's shortly. Just mm-hmm. what What does she do on a daily basis that makes you players just get better each day? It seems. I think she just. Yeah, she just stresses the fundamentals to us, and she's not asking us to do anything that's like wild or crazy. And I mean, that shows in our games. We're not doing any wild behind the back maneuver move or anything like that, but um, she just stresses the fundamentals. And I think another huge part is um, she's a very positive coach. She, Mm -hmm. she does her fair share of like pointing out what you do wrong, but she's building you up too at the same time. So um, it's instilling confidence in a lot of us. And I just think that, the way she does it in, in pounding those fundamentals and making sure that that's what we're getting so good at in today's day and age, people, a lot of people don't want to play the post position. They want to play like the post guard type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, having us really focus on that, I think is the key to making us as good as we are. Okay. And with your shooting percentage, how much of that is just the fact that you're a good shooter and you have a good touch and the fact that you don't take bad shots? I, yeah, I think it's definitely a mix of that. I think also it's, my teammates are really good passers. Okay. Yeah. They're really good go. at putting the ball like right where I need it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's honestly like a, a a huge mix of everything, and somehow it becomes the perfect thing. Um, I think it's a little bit of everybody's contribution that that makes it happen. But um, everybody does such a good job of. My, I know my teammates so well, and they know me so well that they know exactly where I'm the most successful. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. So is it a lot of fun to be running the floor at full speed and know that uh, Caitlin Clark is going to throw a a pass to you all the way down court and it's going to be right in your mitts? 
It is honestly the coolest thing ever. <laughs> um, I love that she has the trust. Not a lot of people have the trust in a five running full court, being able to handle the ball, um, being able to make the shot, and she does, and she doesn't even think twice about it, which I think is so something that's so awesome about her. Uh, but, yeah, I think the style of play that we, we bring to the table is so much fun and so much fun to watch, so much fun for us to play. I think it's – I don't know. It, it's so much fun for me to play especially. So uh, knowing that that could happen at any moment is definitely keeping me on my toes. With all the attention that's focused on Caitlin, does that sort of kind of make it easier for you to do your thing? Obviously, you're a star. What, you're a three-time first-team All-Big Ten? And there's a lot mm-hmm. of attention on you, but you get it with Caitlin. I mean, her – her legacy already people are talking about. Does that make it kind of easier for you, take some of the pressure off? Yeah, I mean, 100% when, I mean, during games especially, when people are focused on our guards, any of them, especially Caitlin, they can't focus on the post as much. So, I mean, you you have to pick something. It's kind of a pick your poison with our team. So um, having that is definitely helpful for me, and I think that what she's doing and the game that she plays is so important for women's basketball growing as a whole. But mm-hmm. I really think our team does such a great job of we're all equal in our team and we're all, we're all contributing in our own ways. And we don't even in our team dynamics, we don't even recognize kind of how big she, I mean, we know it, but it's not something that is always there that we're talking about at all. It's just that she's Caitlin to us and she's just another one of us. So I think that's a huge thing too, and what makes our team so successful. So, is it uh, is it fun uh, being part of the law firm of Clark and Sonano? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fun. It's it's funny to see how people have just like taken that and just run with it. It's 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 hilarious. Honestly, I love it. I love how passionate people get about it. So, Caitlin was like, "We got to make shirts at some point," so we did. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a whole lot of fun. The Hawk fans that love doing stuff like that. And that's another one of the reasons I love being here at Iowa is they, they'll put fuel to any fire. So I think it's so awesome. Well, speaking of that, did you give serious thought about moving on or when you announced your decision? I mean, was it an easy decision or, um, cause it's going to be hard for, uh, for you obviously to leave this place. You love it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even really, I had to make that decision in about a week I remember I've known for a long time that I was saying I should announce it for a while, but uh, the coaches were kind of like, all right, we need basically here's a week, a little bit more than that, a little bit less, but we have a week to decide if you want to stay because if you're leaving, we have to look at other people to come in. So mm-hmm. I remember kind of calling my mom, calling my advisors, and it just it kind of was a no-brainer. Like, why would I leave if I could stay? Uh, I think the team is so special. I've always had so much fun here. Um, who wouldn't want to be in college for another year kind of a thing. So, yeah, it really wasn't a hard decision for me to make at all. So I know it was only one game, but the Creighton game, does that fuel you guys? Does that make you work even harder, or is there too much given? I mean, it was just one game, but how much of that mm-hmm. is fueling you guys this offseason? Oh, I think it's going to fuel us immensely. I mean, looking at what we did, two Big Ten championships, I mean – Losing to Creighton, I think I can speak for the team, hurt worse than the high of winning those Big Ten championships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's the same for everybody, and I think it's really going to fuel us coming out in the offseason. And I think next year it's going to teach us to really take the postseason play, don't take it lightly, um, really focus on every game and going into it. So I think that as much as it sucks, you kind of have to take it as a sign for better things to come and that it's going to motivate you in some way. So. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I definitely think that that's the reason for it. So, Monica, then looking at this season, you've got uh, the upcoming season, of course. You've got the, your starting lineup coming back for the, the third straight year. <laughs> And, you know, mm-hmm. which is almost unheard of. And high expectations. And high expectations. So, yeah. uh, and you're coming off winning the Big Ten tournament and the Big Ten regular season championship. Um, what are your goals for this year? I mean, I think in that aspect, we want to win outright. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. we tied for a share of the Big Ten regular season championship, but. That's cool, but I think we, I can see for all of us, we want to win the whole thing. We want to be the sole winner, so that obviously we want to win the tournament, um, Big Ten tournament, and we want to win the national tournament. I mean, we have this, there's no ceiling for our goals. Um, and going in with these high expectations is really good for us. I think our team, um, one of the lessons we had to learn last year was kind of to take all the, the rankings really don't mean anything. They're kind of for the fans more than they are for us. Um, taking those off of us and just going out and playing every team because every team is going to give us their best because they want to beat us. So Mm -hmm. um, I think we, I think we learned a lot of lessons last season that we, we haven't been encountered with in any other year. So I'm really excited to kind of take all of those and and fuel us for the next season. Is it fair that it seems some teams try to get under Caitlin's skin? I mean, and maybe I'm being captain obvious there and it seems sometimes I see you as sort of the stabilizer, a calming effect. Do you have that? It seems like that's kind of sometimes your role. Yeah, I mean, definitely, first of all, definitely. I think teams kind of recognize uh, the attention our team gets, and so when they come to play us, they're giving us their best shot. They know how good we are. Um, We're getting teams' best shot, and we learned that really early in the last season. I remember posts are coming out who haven't shot very well from three all season and are nailing threes. Like, they've been waiting for this moment, and that's just kind of one of the conversations being Coach Jay had to have is people really are are amped up for this moment. So, yeah. yeah, I completely agree with that. And as being the stabilizer, I think most of it is honestly, I'm too tired to do anything. <laughs> so I think I, I think I turn into the stabilizer through that. But um, I think all the personalities in our team really kind of mesh well together. But there's a picture of the whole team like cheering and stuff like that, and I look exhausted <laughs> in it. And I think that just like sums it up so well. Well, with the way you guys play, I mean, you guys have to be in great shape. When we had Jan on, one of the first things she said when we asked her about recruiting post players was the ability to get from baseline to baseline and what have Mm -hmm. you. I mean, that's a lot easier said than done. I think we take for granted when we watch you guys play. The shape you guys got to be in to run Lisa's offense and the way her style of play is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we definitely work on running a lot, a lot in the preseason, but – um, I think more than anything, it's, it's doing all those post moves that sometimes having everything all tight. But, um, yeah, it's just a whole lot of fun. I love playing fast. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I would rather be exhausted at the end of a game and even during timeouts and stuff than have all this energy and be playing slow basketball. So I, I'm in the perfect place for what I want to do. So, Monica, uh, Kate Martin kind of uh, – I mean, she's called the glue to your team by, by the coach. Mm-hmm. And she also really in the Big Ten tournament, I think, started to uh, assert herself a little bit more. Um, what's mm-hmm. it like playing with Kate? Oh, playing with Kate is—it's—it's it's honestly, if if you were to play with Kate off the floor, we would not be nearly as good. And that's just a final thing. I mean, she brings so much to our team, so much leadership, so much confidence. Um, 
she just really is one of the best teammates I could ever ask to play for. Um, we wouldn't be who we are without her. And I'm biased because she's my roommate and one of my best <laughs> friends, but I just really think she she brings so much to our team that necessarily doesn't show up in the scoreboard, but it's just intangible stuff that, that we need and we wouldn't be as good without. So um, I love playing with Kate. Our whole team loves playing with Kate. Um, and you can't you can't replace that. It's just it's who she is, and I think that's so awesome. I mean, you guys got obviously a ton of talent uh, with mm-hmm. you in the post and the guards and what have you. But it seems like team chemistry is really important with this team and throughout Lisa's run here. It seems like her teams are really close off the court, and doesn't that obviously help on the court? Oh yeah, I mean, we all the coaches put us freshman year in dorms with other other sports like I was with a soccer player Kate was with a field hockey player and to try to get us to branch out like they want they want us to branch out the other people which is awesome but after the season we all end up moving in with each other and we all have moved into like the same apartment building so we're basically living in the dorms 2.0 <laughs> um, we have all of us there and I think that just goes to show like we like being with each other we enjoy spending time with each other on off days we're all together um, I don't think it's like that at other programs. I just think that we have this genuine love um, and sisterhood that we just we like being together, and I think that's so important, especially when you're going to spend however many hours together during the season. It's important to to mesh well and like each other and to have a good thing going. And I think um, I think it starts with the type of people the coaches recruit. Mm-hmm. They don't recruit problematic people. They know that these the people that they're bringing in are going to kind of fit into our system and. The number one thing they look for is having contributing to the culture, and that comes above um, basketball skill. So I think that's really awesome and kind of helps us make these type of runs in the season. Speaking of culture, uh, been watching Gabby Marshall since she came in, and watching her on the floor, she seems to just kind of uh, be real cool and mm-hmm. and calm and dead eye shooter when she gets going. Great quick hands. What what? kind of uh, person is Gabby yeah she's definitely super calm I she's our definitely our best defensive player she just people like we talk about like hot and cold zones and the being in the green zone and everybody's green zone kind of looks different and Gabby's just literally cool calm collected just killer she'll just do whatever is needed of her we give her our toughest offense or defensive matchup every time and she handles it so well um, and I think she's just a person you can rely on for that. I think that um, I'm co- I'm cool, cool and calm because I'm exhausted. She's cool and calm <laughs> because that's that's who she is. So I think that we have all those things that like Kate's uh, green zone might be a little bit heated, and she might be talking more, and it just looks so much different on everybody. But I, I love playing with Gabby. She's a fantastic teammate, and I, I wouldn't trade that for anything. I think our starting five are just so solid. I got to ask you, how much fun was it throwing out the first pitch before the baseball game? Oh, my gosh. That was so much fun. And I know it was honestly so funny because I was getting tweets afterwards, and it was like, Hawkeye fan from Texas, like, just finally caught Monica's first pitch. (laughs) I was laughing so My family was dying. They think it's all so funny. Yeah, it was was a lot of fun. That was my first baseball game, so it was a good time. So, I mean, you grew up in Minnesota. Did you know much about Iowa women's basketball before they started recruiting you? No, my grandpa was from Iowa, and so we have this picture of me in a Hawkeye onesie when I was really little, which is kind of cool to look back on. But 
I didn't really know that much about um, Iowa in general until I remember visiting the first time. It was an unofficial, didn't even have an offer, and I was I called my AAU coach, and I was like, if they offer, I'm going to come here. Like, I love it here. Um, so it really was kind of a no-brainer once I visited. But growing up, I had no – I knew about Minnesota. I had birthday parties at Minnesota women's basketball games, and I went to those. And I just kind of was like, how cool would it be to play on this stage? And never in my life did I think that would be it. A possibility for me and now look where we are so are there iowa fans in your own town now because it's not the biggest hometown is it no it's not the biggest hometown there are but only only because of me okay, people that's what I were figured. really reluctant to switch over and they even say my sister plays for minnesota they even say when we play minnesota they're not fans anymore so okay. i take what i can get there you um, go. it's it's pretty rare to find a, a hawk fan in uh area in minnesota but um, I found a couple. So, Monica, we talked about a lot of your teammates. What about McKenna Warnock? When she gets hot from three, you guys are just a, a different completely team. different team. Uh, tell us yeah. a little bit about uh, McKenna. I think McKenna is just completely our X factor. I think that teams, a lot of times, they they don't know exactly what to do. They're trying to put so much pressure on Caitlin um, that sometimes they stag off McKenna, and then they're trying to put so much pressure in the post that, I mean, McKenna, when McKenna gets going, there's literally not a single team that can stop yeah. us. I yep. mean, people can't cover all of that. They can't cover all that area, especially with the offense that we play. With the read and react, they can't scout it. I mean, we don't even know what we're going to do. How are they going to know what we're going to do? <laughs> so so I think it's just it's super important for that to be happening. And she just she puts in a lot of work, and I think that she's one of the, one of the greats in the Big Ten. I think that... Um, she should definitely be a first-teamer. I think that she's just really our X-factor through and through. All right. Well, we uh, appreciate you taking the time this morning, Monica. We love watching you play. You and can ask her your Oh, sure. And really look forward to the upcoming season. Um, I have one more question that we want to ask yes. you, and that is uh, we ask this of every, every Hawkeye that we talk to, coaches, players if we interviewed the managers them too but uh, so the question is this uh gary barda picks up the phone and says monica gary barda here i need your help we need to get some money here and in, into the athletic department and monica sonano you need to pick a band a singer or an act to fill up kinnick stadium who is monica sonano going to get I'm getting Harry Styles. Easy. Oh, oh you guys. Oh, oh, yeah. You love that pick, don't you? Oh, that's a great I, pick. Yeah, that's, that would be so easy. Kinnick would be filled up in literally three seconds. It it would literally. And, and you'd be there, wouldn't you? I know? would be there my, with my daughter and my wife, and we would be yep. probably not in the front row, but, <laughs> but we'd be there. Just so you know, your head coach. I'd be there with you. Your, right. head, your head coach picked Fleetwood Mac when we asked her the same question. Yeah, that, that surprises me 0%. <laughs> okay. Thanks again, Monica. We appreciate your time. Good luck this summer, and, man, we look forward to next season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Thanks, Monica. Bye-bye. Awesome. Oh, she's just – She is. Isn't she awesome? Well, she's they're just, all just, – They are. I've never seen a happier, <laughs> They're all friendlier. so fun. They just – you come here, and they just seem to love yeah. being a part of this program. Can, can you imagine all of us living together? 
God. Jesus. Well, live, we couldn't play any music. <laughs> I, live by, <laughs> I live by myself and get sick of it. No, I couldn't. You We'd have to have things? three different TVs. And do, shut, shut doors and he- headphones. I'm listening to... <laughs> and oh heard feelings. I'm listening to she, um, Pigs on the Wing, and he, you've got on uh, Mandy Perry, and you're, you're... What are you listening to? You don't listen to music other than here, right? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And I can see that. You guys are around music all I day. You know, I'll pick up my guitar from time to time, and that, that's that fun for me. Do you ever just pick it up and, like, sing Puff the Magic Dragon? I could. Do you like that song? Okay, for its time. Weed. Wasn't it about weed? I felt... Well, uh, that's what they said. They I denied mean, it at the time. I, I felt bad for, for Puff. Very that bad. Song, and I still I do. Little, that Puff. song made me cry. It was sad. Yeah. It still is. Yeah. Sad. I mean, it, it, I haven't listened I to it I think Puff like got effed. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that song made me cry when I was a kid. Well, I mean, even if you didn't listen to the lyrics, the yeah. tune, everything was depressing. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. But no, that was a fun interview. I appreciate Matt White. So I, you, yeah, that was I knew great. She Thanks, call, man. He's just so organized and on top of everything. And she seemed like she enjoyed it. And She, she did. And I know you've been longing to get her on, and um, it was fun. She's... Um, and I, her answer was great though. When I asked her about her shot selection, when I said, is it because you are a good shooter and you, or, and because you take good shots, but right away she said, well, it's because my teammates put me, that's why they're successful. Uh-huh. They just have great chemistry and good players, but a lot of teams have good players and they don't have great chemistry and they don't reach these heights. And yeah, the loss to Creighton sucked. I mean, it was unfortunate, yeah, but her, her answer to that was almost exactly the same as Connor McCaffrey's yeah. answer, wasn't it? Connor seemed a little more. Monica seems like she'd maybe moved on a little bit more. Connor, I didn't expect him to be as pissed as he still was. Oh, he. I mean, he. I mean, he just. Dis- I'm sick well, he to disagreed my with my. I wrote that column saying to, to me, "This does not erase." He didn't seem to agree with me. No, he doesn't. His argument was, "Yeah, it sort of does erase what we accomplished." And hey, whatever works for you, whatever fuels your fire, like Jimi Hendrix said. Yeah. Should we pl- let's play that? Well, can we have? Let's fire- take a quick break. Can we have fire on from Hendrix when we come back. No. <laughs> <laughs> a great choice by Monica, though. Harry Styles really I would fill you guys it would up like faster yeah. than is, just about anybody. Is Jimmy back there? Is he represented oh, yeah. back there on the yeah, Wall of Shame? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the Wall of Shame. <laughs> we'll be right back. The station that saves you money. Lots of money. The next KCJJ radio auction happens this Friday morning beginning at 6. For a list of items, see our website at 1630kcjj.com. 1-800-800-ROSE 1-800-800-ROSE Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country 1-800-800-ROSE It's so easy, just remember one number 1-800-800-ROSE Your FTD florist 1-800-800-ROSE Remember... For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. As for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate, one of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. 
Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Get ready for a pizza experience like no other. Valpo Brothers Pizzeria features high-quality ingredients combined with traditional pizza technique from their New York-style thin crust, Chicago-style deep dish to stuffed pizza when you want it. Thelbo's pizzas are handmade and cooked in stone deck ovens. Check out the carryout special, either a two-topping extra-large thin crust or single-topping large deep dish pizza pie for only $11.99. Thelbo's, South Gilbert and Iowa City, Cross Park Road in Coralville. Check Facebook for specials and get 15% off your first delivery or carryout order by signing up online at thelbobrotherspizza.com. Thelbo Brothers Pizza, buy the pie or buy the slice. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry, as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit DiamondDentalPC.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Car won't go into gear? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair, in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs, brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventative maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't go into gear, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. On an athletic team, you need team players, good athletes, superior equipment, and the best coaches available. In real estate, you need to have a good title and settlement team at your disposal. Hi, this is Steve Anderson. Whether you're buying, selling, or refinancing, you need quality title and settlement services. Consider the team at Hawkeye Title. Give us a call at 351-8600. Hawkeye Title and Settlement, the team you love, the people you trust. Downtown Iowa City's best new restaurant and bar is Players Sports Bar and Grill. From Big Burger Mondays, Tex-Mex Tacos, and a variety of soups, salads, and vegetarian options as well. Players Sports Bar and Grill also features their famous Chicago Dog and the Iowa Dog. An all-beef bacon-wrapped hot dog smothered in corn relish, bacon, and ranch. Located at 219 Iowa Avenue, Players Sports Bar and Grill has both socially distanced dine-in and carry-out through Chomp Delivery. Daily deals and full menu options are on the website, playersic.com, or place an order at 319-800-2199. That's 319-800-2199. Players Sports Bar and Grill, great food, 
craft cocktails, and the ultimate place to watch your favorite sporting events. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at souples.net or call 337-2246. Hi, this is Patrick Eads, owner of Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln of Iowa City. At some point, your vehicle is going to need maintenance or service work done, and Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln Iowa City is the place to go. Here's why. Here the people make the difference. Fixing cars is what we do, but it's the people here that make the difference. Great people who live right here in the community who are really good at fixing vehicles. The longevity of our staff cannot be compared. More than half of the employees at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln have been here for over a decade. Our mechanics have more than 150 years of combined experience. Service advisors having over 90 years of combined experience. We not only service Fords and Lincolns, but all brands. Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln is proud to offer the most competitive pricing in the area. We work hard to keep the labor costs down at a time when everything else is going up. If you haven't had a chance to see why our people make a difference, give us a try the next time you need work done. At Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln on the corner of Mormon Truck Boulevard and Highway 1 Iowa City, DearyFord.com, here for you. Henry's Painting in Coralville is your premier painting source that offers free estimates, fair pricing, and quality work. Owner Henry Herrera is an Iowa City West alum who uses only Sherwin-Williams products for his projects. With warmer weather upon us, it's time to consider exterior repaint jobs for your home or business. Henry's Painting can help you find and change your tones and colors for a fresh look. For more information, go to the Henry's Painting and Contracting website, henryspaintingcontract.com. You can also go to their Facebook page or give Henry's Painting a call at 319-333-9796. That's 319-333-9796. Henry's Painting, they don't cut corners, they paint them. Rise and dine at the Oxyoke Inn. Hi, this is Abby and I'll be serving breakfast your way, family style. Pass the bowls and platters around or order off the menu. There's so many choices. Eat hearty or light, the choice is yours. Serving breakfast Saturday and Sunday, 8 until 10 a.m. Take the easy drive just 20 minutes from Cedar Rapids and Coralville. Go to oxyokin.com or just stop in to see me at the Oxyokin in the heart of Amana. From the Hurtine and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurtine and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making we are going to stay mostly dry and rather comfortable here for the rest of the week. A chance of showers and scattered thunderstorms will return by late weekend, Saturday night into Sunday. Today, partly cloudy, 72 for a high this afternoon. The wind out of the north at 5 to 15. A few sprinkles tonight are low 53. Tomorrow, sunny 74. Friday, mostly sunny 78. And Saturday, partly cloudy with a high around 80. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Currently at 62. KCJJ Weather, brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum Supply, kitchens and baths, your home never looks so beautiful. 
Hawkfanatic.com, this comment, uh, the only one lonelier than Puff the Dragon is Dukes on 1600. uh, Is that from our friends in the chat room? No doubt. I actually just made that up. I made that up? Yeah, it's mean. It is mean. It's harsh. Mean. Unnecessary. Uh, We have Monica Susano on. It's nothing but just friendliness and love and handshakes. And now you're just going down this alley. It's Your little alley. It's not a road. It's, it's an, an alley. alley. Hey, um, Your little petty bureaucratic <laughs> fights. One of our loyal listeners, Furman, sent me a link on Twitter, and it's a video of David Gilmore playing alongside Kate Bush in 1985 with the release, or ni- uh, not 1985, but them doing Running Up the Hill. And he said, he goes, Pat Hardy made, made for you, assuming the ads don't drive you close before the video. I couldn't get to the video because I couldn't figure out how to get there because there were so many ads. I, I gave up after like five minutes, but there is a video of David Gilmore. I didn't realize, I forgot, David Gilmore discovered Kate Bush. The, He's the I one who gave her a big break. I didn't realize it. I didn't know. Well, Are you going to one-up David Gilmore? No, but I told you we interviewed Gilmore. He I remember you in. did say yeah. he came in the Muscatine. Did you know at the time that he had discovered Kate Bush? No, he, when she was eighteen, he brought that. He brought his album with him, uh, and he brought her. Uh, and I had never heard her before. Oh, she was there with him at the no, interview? no, but her album. Oh, her album. Okay. Did you yeah. interview his daughters, huh? the Gilmore Girls? No, I did not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm guessing that show sucked. Oh, great. Come on. It was What's, great. What was it about? Okay, how did This Is Us, uh, it's been l- long enough. How did that end? Did they all die? Not at all. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> what was the Gilmore Girls about? The Gilmore uh, Girls? The, yeah, they're girls. And they had pillow fights. And- Lauren Graham, who was the mom, and uh, Alexis Bledel, who Walked was around. the daughter, the yeah. brilliant daughter, who was a journalist. Walked around in the 90s. Were they hot? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's on TV. Of Were they related to Gary Gilmore? Uh, no. The same way. no. No. They don't want nothing to do with it. No. <laughs> I'm just wondering. But uh, I would like to see this video. I just can't get to it because there's so many obstacles. Because um, like I said, I know Suter doesn't like it, but that's a cool song. No, my, do- my daughter I- Amy heard it in conjunction with one of the shows that she watched. She said, I really liked it, that song, Running Up the Hill. Do you, Dad? Or no. It's definitely got an acquired taste, yeah. but to me, it's you either like it or you don't. Well, that's the first time I ever heard of her was when he said. And how? When was know, this? Nineties? No, this was eighties. Eighties. Okay. Yeah, he had just put out his first album on okay. his own. Okay. And he couldn't believe he came in, and you know, I'd go, it kind of looks familiar, and I was off the air, but he he sat down and he said, "You guys are playing my album." And I, and he was in like Wisconsin or something, and drove down. He was going to make an appearance in Wisconsin. So he was surprised that you were playing his music when you he were having was him really on. Really taken, yeah, because we were the first station to report it to the tr- to the trades that we were playing it. Back oh, then, the you Bush reported album. it, and it was in all the national trades. You know that KFMA. No, the, the his album. Oh, okay. I had never heard of Kate Bush. We didn't have anything from Kate Bush, and he brought it. He brought the album with him. Well, Molly will and be said, thrilled. Uh, and I said, nice, nice boys. Yeah. yeah. Does Molly come in today? No, s- not yet. Well, I mean, later. Well, she yeah. in, because uh, I'll make, yeah. I, no, I'm going to. Tommy's re- next. I'm going to request Running Up the Hill. I'm going to yeah. make a request. Yeah. It's a great song. It is a good song. Yeah. You think it'll ever be the song of the week by Menu Boy? 
No. I love the song. I mean, it violates song every of the rule. Week. W E. He violates every rule that you stand for. <laughs> we, we, Didn't he do the streak one time? Yeah. Well, we put it. Uh, yeah, we've put some uh, conditions on it since then. But he can't do the streak again. No. What if he did Convoy? No. Uh, here comes the judge. Got to no. no. Well, yes. You'd let no. you, if he a, likes it, he's going to. Why them. don't you like that song? It's makes me long. puke. Why would it make you puke? <laughs> it sucks. What if? Okay. What if uh, Monica would have said, oh, "Shorty Long"? I'll bring in Shorty Long. Oh, that would crush you, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, she's like she would have ever <laughs> have heard of him. Would you have been surprised had she said Shorty Long? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Molly will be thrilled with her answer, though. Oh, Molly likes Kate Bush? No, Harry Styles. Oh, Harry Styles. Okay. Okay. No, Monica Sinano didn't talk about Kate Bush. <laughs> Remember, I, you just reminded me, we have an auction. You have an auction on Friday. Yeah. So yeah. these last 25 minutes, that's it until yeah. Saturday, right, Until Justin? Saturday morning. So we got to make these things work, Shorty right? Shorty Log died in uh, 1969. How old? So 53 years ago, and he left us with that nauseating legacy. God, he was 29 when he died. Shorty didn't live very long, did Shorty, he? no. Wow. Wow. So was his nickname the fact that he only lived 29 years? He and a friend drowned. Ooh, that's uh, On June 29th, 1969, when their boat crashed on the Detroit River. Wow. Stevie Wonder played the harmonica at his burial, and it was placed in his casket afterward. Uh, writer Roger Green's epitaphs uh, stated, So there endeth the career of a man who sang what he wanted to sing, everything from the blues to romantic ballads, from wild and crazy numbers to a utopian vision of heaven on earth. Mm. <laughs> so it was more like, here come the glove. <laughs> wow. Pat liked mm. it. Lang enters the house. Lang enters the conversation. <laughs> Mm. By the way, if you get a chance, watch the Norm Macdonald special on Netflix. Oh, incredible. It's hilarious. It's weird because he's just doing it like a podcast. Well, Norm was, was weird. Yeah. And then they do a roundtable afterwards with uh, Letterman, uh, Conan O'Brien. That would be good. Who else is on it? Dave Chappelle. That would be good. Uh, Adam Sandler, uh, Molly yeah. Shannon, and uh, oh, Shannon. I but, could do uh, that. Yeah, they do like a roundtable afterwards and talk about it and talk that... about Norm. And it's just, it's like an hour and a half. Okay, I'll have to that well, would be interesting. Highly I can, recommend. I, can yeah, I might enjoy that. watching that. David Spade was the other one. Okay. Hello. Hey, Steve. Yeah, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Shorty Jones. I mean, Shorty Jones. Shorty Long had another hit. Yeah. Uh, Function at the Junction. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it, it was it was a hit back in the sixties. I remember. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, you and me are big Shorty Long fans. Yeah, you guys are great. That's right. You guys are great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Take care. Bye. Take care, Ronnie. Did he say function at the junction? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Haven't had much of that lately. <laughs> Is that anything like conjunction, junction, what's your function? Oh, God, I do remember that. Now, who's... That was from like a game. Sesame or, Street. Ses- okay, so I do remember. No, that. it's not. Wasn't Sesame it? Street. No, it wasn't. It, no, it was a the, song. The Saturday morning. Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Was, was it the, the Electric Company? Oh no. yeah. No. Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, whatever. Yeah. All right. That was a good song by Elvis. Yeah. 
anyway. Yeah, wouldn't that be great if somebody said, Shorty Long? Well, they won't. <laughs> that would be really good. I mean, we haven't really had any... Sh- I mean, Megan Gustafson's answers weren't shocking. They were more just... Ridiculous. <laughs> well, I think Spencer Lee's was well, Spe- every bit as bad. Spencer's was bad. I mean, Spencer basically just he said, almost couldn't couldn't answer the question. Well, he didn't. He goes, "I don't listen to music." Then he picked the theme from Pokemon, <laughs> and I just think that's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, he did. He openly said, "I'm not a big music listener." Yeah. Well, I would have to say that Monica's answer was r- spot well, it would, on. It would fill it up. It well, then remember Lucas said Drake. Wouldn't Drake yeah. would fill it up. Oh, Drake yeah. would fill it up. Yeah. Who's bigger, Drake or Harry Styles? Uh, now, well, this second? Boy, I don't this know. very moment. I don't know, because well, uh, they're both huge. Okay, Drake, Harry Styles, or Tommy Boland? Who's bigger right now, uh, this moment? Well, <laughs> two of the three are still living. Busting out for Rosie? I'm sorry, I love that song. But you're not going to... No, you can't. You've got the nerve no. to say Harry Styles. Well, they'd have to exhume him. <laughs> Now, what if Tommy Boland's brother finally decides to come on our radio show? Which he's like the um, the cow sales. The cow sales. Not, not interested. <laughs> yeah, but maybe I, if you get inducted, would he be insulting? It was like a big insult. To, to, That's still to one her. of my favorite. It was. I it would was love like, to have heard that conversation. I, You'd be dressed I, down I, by the cow sales. I, I, was I, she one of the cow sales? She was yes, the daughter. She was the daughter, and I just you know we'd like to have you on your playing, playing at Riverside. At the, uh, Riverside. And, why would I do that? I mean, <laughs> what are you talking? I just think that. I is... said, "Well, we're a radio station. We got got a, got a thousand, tens of thousands of listeners, and thought we'd promote your show." You know, and uh, no, I'm not interested in that. The tickets are already sold. Did she say anything like that? No. I wonder if they. Do you think they sold out down at Riverside? Oh, oh I would guess. How big is that do venue you, down well, there? Well, how big? Oh yeah. How big the is the venue? Still sold out. A couple thousand. Uh, yeah, they probably did. Hair. I don't know. I, it just, she just was, you know, insulted. Did you get, <laughs> I, did you get nasty and say, well, you know, hair sucked and then hang up? <laughs> I saw where there was a cow sills special on either Netflix or Amazon Prime. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, there's a documentary. I mean, yeah, there they made others. one after Hurricane. Why, yeah, why did you? Because one of the one of the councils got died. died. They made a documentary yeah. after the hurricane. Do no, it's a sad story. There, it's, it's very sad. More of the councils died. Yeah, it did, wasn't, wasn't their father the kind of a, a real hands-on? He Didn't was he like a Michael beach, Jackson like dad, and like the Beach Boys. Yeah, they had the same thing. Yeah. No, but. No, I've never just you know. micromanaging parents. I mean, she just could have said, "Well, we don't have time. No, I get up that early." Thank you so much for the call, but we yeah. know. Yeah, but she dressed you down, kind of like Herve yeah. and Sonny Bono. <laughs> yeah, she, she ripped you. Hello, hello. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, Monica Zanano interview, and um, going back to what you guys were talking about with NIL and the Stead Children's Hospital and stuff, um, I think Iowa might be just following what they've done with um, like coach parents autographs where you have to donate 50 bucks to the children's hospital to get that. Do you think that's a possibility? Oh, it's all, yeah. I I think it's all the same thing. Yes. And I think it's admirable. I really do. I, yeah, but my only, like I I said, I I agree. Well, I agree with what Steve was saying. It should be up to the, up to the athlete, whether they want to give their money to the hospital or whatever charity or whatever. That's my, I agree with that too. 
Um, but um, John Kalsil, uh he did. He was uh, a really interesting guy. He did a really good like Howard Stern interview. You can find it on YouTube. It's pretty interesting. But um, Shorty Long actually had one last hit. It was the Riverbed. Jesus. <laughs> okay, now. Okay, that was me. The legendary Shorty Long. Okay, the NIL money is going to the athletes. Okay, they don't have to give any of that money to anybody. But or they anything. Have, but they have to go sign autographs for three hours. And get- the, the people coming in to get the autographs pay for that, and that money goes to... But what if there's a booster that says, hey, you know, I love Keegan Johnson. I want to give him $200,000. I don't think, under this setup, I don't think Iowa's going to allow that, are they? I, I don't know. And to me, I mean, and I think that's where Captain agrees with me. To me, and I'm not saying that's happening... But if it does happen, to me, it should be up to the athlete. Okay, what if, what if uh, I, I don't even know what, uh, let's say Procter & Gamble has $200,000 for Keegan Johnson saying, I want you to sign autographs for three hours. You and uh, Arlen Bruce will uh, give you each $100,000, and you sign autographs for three hours at this location. Okay, that's that's great, but it doesn't sound like I think Iowa somehow in this setup is going to be involved in that. Uh, Iowa's participation in that is the money that comes in from the public uh, from the people coming to get autographs, Portion of that's goes going to go to, to go. All of it goes to, and charity. that's where I'm thinking. I think that's where Captain is saying. Yeah. That's where some people have a pro- might have a problem with. It. Oh well, maybe because yeah. that's Iowa de- that's determining where the where NIL money is yeah. going. Yeah. And no, no, the NIL money is going well, to the oh, students. Okay, but the whole setup was what I'm saying. I mean, you're kind of doing semantics here. The whole setup is being arranged by Iowa. And the initial money is going where I'll... And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's different than what I thought NIL was going to be. It's them controlling the it's narrative. It's them controlling the narrative. That's, that's what I was saying, basically. It's just them controlling a narrative. And yeah. Gary Barta came out and said yeah. that. That's what they, yeah. you know, I'll give him credit. He wasn't beating around the bush. He came out and said what they're going to do. But, yeah, there's... They're going to be able to make money from doing the actual event, but the actual event that they're doing is connected to Iowa. Correct. And that's where I think some people may have some issues. Hello. I'm not saying I necessarily do, but. Hey. Hi, guys. I'm I'm one of those guys. I kind of got an issue because it's it's not name, image, and likeness for the university. It's name, image, and likeness for the athlete. Exactly. This team seems to me, and I don't have an answer for it, I think it's a mess, but the university is trying to control it. And and what's going to stop somebody from going outside that system? That's what what's I'm the saying. University gonna, I mean, do they got to sanction them? They're going to make them ineligible? What? That's not no, right. They can't. No, they can't. They have no power over that. They can't do that. But no, you're right, though. You're asking so, the same questions as I would ask. Yeah, yeah. So this is all in effect, kind of window dressing. I think it's noble to try to control it somehow and involve the university. I think it's fantastic, all that stuff. But fundamentally, slash legally, slash morally, it's like the university is Bigfoot in this thing again. I I can see your point, Yeah, especially the, the legal part of it, because to me it's taking away the student athlete's right to decide where this money that he's raising through his name, image, and likeness is going to go. I, and 
So we'll see. But I do think it's noble. I do think they're trying to use it to do the right things. But I also think they're using it to really help their image, which is. Yep. Agreed. And I think part of that. All right. Is, thanks, guys. Thank hey, you. Thanks for the call. And I, maybe I'm wrong, but don't you think Kirk Ferentz has a lot to do with this? And I get it. Kirk's not going to let NIL overtake his program, no. nor do I no. ever think it would at Iowa. No. Unlike some programs where I think it really could, some of these SEC programs that are desperate to try to compete and stay afloat, and I could see NIL, I don't think it's ever going to be a major factor under Kirk, and I think Kirk is going to want it tied to the chair, and that's fine, more power to him. I, all I'm saying is the way NIL was created and was originally described as was complete separation from the university, but as we've seen, there's doesn't seem to be much separation between anything anymore. And this just looks like Iowa is is calling the shots on something that they're not supposed to really be directly in charge of. So, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, like I said, I don't think it's going to be a big player. I don't think it's going to really hurt Iowa in recruiting. Hey, hey, hey. The Colts in session. The Colts in session. Now here come the judge. Here come the judge. Here come the judge. How can't you love that? Oh, Jesus. Junk. How can't you love that? What year did it come out? Well, he died in 69. So. Yeah. <laughs> Before that. So it did, did it come out in the 60s? or the, It came out in the uh, 60s, right? It came out in 68. I was going to say 67, so. Yeah. How about the Monster Mash? Great song. I love that Earlier. Yeah. You like you like that, don't yeah. you? Yes. Yeah. He did the mash. That's one yeah. of the few novelty songs that I do like. He did the mash. The he Monster Mash. mash. It was the a graveyard smash. smash. It was a graveyard smash. Yeah. <laughs> love that song. Who did that? Who sang it? Bobby Boris Pickett. Okay. He was Who, a the DJ. Yep. Yeah. You think he made a lot of money on that? Yes. I bet he did. Yeah. He lived on that his entire well, life after that. We had the Monsters Holiday, which was a good song. How about was... The Ghost of Tom? Uh. <laughs> Have you seen The Ghost of Tom? Long white bones with the flesh all gone. You guys didn't hear that <laughs> no. as kids? No. No. Really? No. That would go along with our ghost sometimes. Guess it was a Des Moines yes, it thing. Would. <laughs> Guess it was a Des Moines thing. Yeah. I never heard that one. <laughs> well, you learn something every day. Yeah. So, but all right, are we done talking about the collective? Uh, sure. Yeah, like today. I think we, yeah, at some I point so. today, we'll learn about um, Chris Murray's got to make his announcement at some point today. It will happen uh, I, uh, two minutes after we're done here. <laughs> well, lots of times stuff like that happens when we're here. Yeah, when true. I'm here, yeah. and I end up being like the last one to tweet it or post it. Lots of times, I don't. I mean, we, that would happen. We've, we're down to eleven minutes, Captain. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hey. Uh, I was watching the Iowa team at the tournament, Big Ten tournament, and I noticed every time they made a great play or a very good play, they did this little shimmy dance. I noticed yeah. that too. It it immediately jumped in my face. Like we have an ex president who reads the names of twenty one slaughtered people in Texas, and then he does the same dance. Am I paranoid here? What's going on? Uh, uh, he did a. I don't know that it's the same dance. It was. It, it, it wasn't a good. It wasn't well received when he did that. Yeah, I. Yeah, I no. doubt there's a connection. I. I hadn't yeah, given that I, any. Yeah, I would yeah, think that. No, that's that's delving too much into uh, conspiracy. Yeah, you're reaching. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're reaching, friend. But we appreciate the call. Yeah. We do. 
Yeah, it just creep creeped me out a little. That's all I can say. Okay. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you completely don't, understandable. You don't read the names, and then all of a sudden you're smiling and doing a dance. It's, I don't want to, I don't want to be woke, but I'm woke. But it had nothing to do with what they were doing. At, uh, the, no, the, the team. No. no. <laughs> what are you looking at? I'm me? speechless. <laughs> No, yeah, I did notice that they were doing. Every team has some type of celebration yeah. when they get to base. Yeah, I mean, um, well, it wasn't an original. It's not like an original, the uh, you know, the, the dance move or anything. No, it's not Gene yeah. Gene the dancing machine. No, he's great. Dun 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 dun. You got yeah. any video of him? Yeah, I bet there's video of oh, Gene. Yeah, no, you were you didn't hate him, did you, Suter? Gene Gene the dancing machine. I w- if I remembered him, I would have hated him. Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> you amount of I hate, hate crap like that. <laughs> I you weren't a Gong Show watcher either. Were no, you? oh God, God, I, I, hated I, that I love the guy. I love the Gong <laughs> Chuck Show. Chuck Barris just looked stoned and well, he was. Wasn't <laughs> he seemed like an a hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't, didn't he like wear him. tuxedos that didn't fit? He'd always have like the sleeves undone and what have you and. I just—I didn't think anything at all was funny about that show. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't wait to change the channel. I couldn't well, wait was, to get up to change the channel. Why were you home? It was on at eleven thirty. <laughs> why was I home? Yeah. <laughs> when was it on? In the early eighties? Uh, no. No. Was it seventies? Yes. I oh, I was so. home because I was a kid. Maybe yeah. even sixties. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was sixties. Was it really that? No, I would run screaming out of that studio. <laughs> and then he just leaves. Yeah. Then he just goes behind the curtain again yeah, and he's gone. I got, and I got to meet I was excited. You know, honest to God, and I was. I because I I meant uh that's when I first met uh, Ed McMahon. And um you know, uh, Tom Schneider and everything and then I'm seeing this guy move this camera uh, in on the, on the set. On the set, I was on the Tomorrow Show. It's on YouTube, uh, and this guy's moving the camera in for Schneider, and I look and it's Gene Gene. He wasn't dancing, dancing though. Was, no, he was moving a camera, and he was a stagehand. See, I think it would have been cool for Schneider on his show yeah. just to do a break from the interview and just. Let him he come had around. him on. Well, let him dance. I don't want yeah. to interview him. I yeah. want him to dance to that music in the background. <laughs> yeah. You notice Chuck, he didn't stick around and do any interviews with Chuck Barris. He danced and he left. Yeah. He left the stage. Yeah. So. Great show, Suter. Mm. Boy, you know. Gunk show, look it up. I, I think it was never, on. We uh, could never, ever live in the house together like the. Like, like the basketball the, team? Like no, basketball we'd kill team. each other. Yeah. No, we couldn't have the TV on. I'd no. be playing. Led Zeppelin three. You play be, music. He'd be playing Carly Jepsen, and you'd be listening. Carly Ray Jepsen. You'd have NCIS up so loud we couldn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. And your dog's hair would be shedding into my place. <laughs> that dog's hair probably could be shedding into your place, depending <laughs> on the wind. <laughs> yeah. Man, it was windy the other. Was it yesterday? Or was it two days ago? Where it just two days all, ago. It was just windy all day. Ridiculously windy. windy. And yeah. it was constant wind. It wasn't gusts. But no, today's beautiful. I mean, this uh, I was going to enjoy today. 
And like I said, hopefully Iowa fans get some good news. I, I could be wrong. I predicted two days ago that I think Chris is coming back. I just want him to do what's best for him and his family. I think he will. I think whatever decision he makes, it's going to be based on sound information. I just, just my gut feeling is that he will be back. It was on NBC from 76 to 78. That's what I thought. Oh, that late. That's what I thought, yeah. Then it was syndicated from 76 uh, to 80. Okay. And brought back uh, 88 and 89. And then Game Show Network showed it from 98 to 99. Comedy Central got it in 208. And ABC uh, revived it uh, in uh, 2017. I'm actually surprised it's not on like the M Me TV or any of that stuff. Aren't I'll you? I'll bet it's streaming somewhere. Oh, I'm sure it probably is. Uh, canceled because, despite its popularity and very respectable ratings. Oh, uh, it was popular. I remember it was popular. They canceled it. Uh, in uh, NBC canceled it in uh, 78. Uh, they felt it wasn't making the daytime lineup look good. <laughs> <laughs> well, he ain't wrong. <laughs> and yet it was popular. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, so was Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> well, and Duck not... Dynasty. No, you can't compare the gong show to Honey Boo Boo. I don't even well, know what that is. Yes, you can. Now, no. Duck Dynasty, I know what that is. I tried no. to watch that one time for like five minutes, and I just... I just oh, it's it, just garbage. It was, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. There well, was nothing honey, entertaining about it. It was not lizard lick towing. No, that was Operation it Repo. It was a game show that was that was just ridiculous, but it wasn't. Yeah, a, yes, it uh, was. But it wasn't a honey boo. It just made me laugh. I'm just talking about popularity wise. Yeah. For no reason, well, it was pimple popular. Well, pop, poppers pop. uh, agree. It's well, six hundred pound same, life, same thing. Thousand pound sisters. <laughs> I mean, well, that's better than the six hundred pound at least. At they're least, each 500. Yeah, they're each 500. I mean, if the 600-pounder had a sister, they'd be the 1,200-pound sister. <laughs> Are we going to end on this little match? We're trying to fill up Kinnick with the Pokemon theme song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many do you think would come for the pet man to Kinnick? Uh, Megan Gustafson. You'd have to have another reason to... Uh, each person gets two, uh, like $20,000. It would be full. <laughs> So if it was just the pet band standing on their own with Megan Gustafson as the MC, they getting a thousand people there? Would you and Ann show up? No, it would have to no. have a, a fundraiser or some wraparound. Nil, they'd have they'd they'd be able to do nil somehow. They'd tie it into nil. Well, then maybe. So, um, and the other thing with the charities, hope I mean they're going to reach out to a broad range of charities. I would assume, right? I, I assume so. I would assume. Yeah. Well, it, maybe the student athletes do have input on that. That's where I would. And that's hope, what we don't know. Yeah, that's what we don't. And um, we'll learn all that when they. Like I said, I think Caker tweeted that the the big announcement, their uh, the release of everything is coming soon. I was told it could happen this week, and what have you. So, but like I said, I don't. I'm not being critical. I just think there's some questions that are worth asking, and some questions as to how. It's working, and I think I still think some of these rules with NIL are going to change. I think you're going to see. Sure. I think you're going to see schools get a little bit more say, and I'm not sure that's going to go over well with everybody. What do you think, Captain? If they do change some of these rules that say, okay, the the universities are going to have some say in this, some people will fight that, don't you think? Yeah, I just do. Yeah, because it's just not the way. 
This was designed. It, we're, yeah, it, the we're, antitrust. And, and then we're not on an even, you know, ground field. with uh, with yeah. the other schools. But Whether, I do think it's yeah. a noble act to try to help charities through what you can do athletically. I like that. I admire that. But I just don't think that was the original purpose of NIL for the student athlete. That's Hello. all I'm saying. Agreed. I tuned in late. I heard something about a 600-pound representative. <laughs> We're going to end on that? Well, yeah. Yes. And remember, no show on Friday due to the – what's this auction called? The, it's the, the, the Spectacular spring. spring Auction. Okay. and then Or when, the Pay for the New Production Board Auction. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll be back Saturday morning to review the auction. Yes. And is the, is the Belmont Saturday or is it another week away? Do you guys know? Hunter, do you know? know? I think it may be another week away, the Belmont look, Stakes. Let me look right now. I like steaks. I do. I like steaks, good. too. All right. You know what I'm having for lunch today, Suter? BLTs. We had BLTs last night. Got them all ready. I got I'd the put RBLTs up against anybody's. I don't use mayonnaise. I use a little bit of butter. And I, I do, too. It's the 11th. Yeah, okay, so a week from You're me. the only person other than me that does that. And I don't use a lot of butter, just enough to moisten the bread. But I do uh, butter and garlic salt. I don't do any. I put, On BLTs? I, I put a ton Garlic of, salt? Not garlic salt. I thought you liked mayo. Huh? I do like mayo, but sometimes but butter and garlic salt. I put a lot of pepper on mine. Yum. Huh? And I, I like pepper. onion on it. I don't like onion on Ooh, it. Ooh, I like onion. I love onion, but not on BLTs. Yeah. But, all right, well, no. listen, thanks again to for Monica Sanano coming on. How would you say it again? Sanano? Sanano. Monica. I keep wanting to say the Z, Captain. I know. It's hard. Because I grew Sinano. up in a Zyder Z. Remember Zyder Z? Yeah. Remember Zorro? Yes. Yeah. The mask of Zorro. So thanks to Monica Sinano and HawkFanatic.com. Check it out. It's free. Casey.